How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the midweek edition of the Apples and Genos Fantasy Hockey Podcast. I'm Josh Hutchinson, and I'm very excited to provide you with some fun fantasy hockey content tonight. Uh, John is with me here, too. John, did you catch any uh, All-Star festivities last weekend? I absolutely did not, Josh. Uh, I took the opportunity to uh, spend time with my loved ones instead of spend time with my love sport. Um, but I, I was able to catch a little bit of the skills highlights and was blown away by the creativity from the youth movement. I really I really love that. Um, I hope they, they push that kind of stuff going forward. I enjoyed the mm-hmm. showmanship for sure. Um, Kaprizov's homage to his fellow Ruski Ovechkin was, was well done. Uh, and Zegers with whatever the heck that was, was, was fantastic. If he, if he does anything even like that in a game, I will, I will just have a heart attack and die. It's it was crazy. Zegers needs to be there every single year from here yeah. on out like that's it was the Zegra show and it's uh, honestly man um i'm excited for the youth movement here in the nhl um i think even jack hughes like that um that magician thing like even though uh it, it was creative it was definitely creative it seemed like they yeah, were right? really trying trying to have fun um whereas the breakaway challenge in the past has really not been that great and really the skills competition the all-star game is pretty dry for the most yeah, part right? Uh, the announcers and and the league try and try and get it all hype, but like it's not not usually that great. But I think it was a step in the right direction this year. Um, I almost think uh, having it in Vegas every year might be a good idea too, because Vegas is just just seems like such a cool venue. And and uh, uh, but yeah, Trevor Zegers, unbelievable man. I've never seen anything like that. That was great. I, uh, I, I'm with you on that. I hope they keep it in Vegas and I can get my life together enough to, to go next year. So. Yeah, yeah, we should do it, man. We'll meet up. We'll yeah, Meet right? up in Vegas. Absolutely. <laughs> it's dangerous. So, Josh, uh, I think we have to address the elephant in the room here. Um, something I wasn't aware of when spitballing names for the show, as I'm sure you weren't either. Um, as we mentioned off air, at, uh, it was too good to be true, right? It was too easy. Um, there's there's already a hockey hacks. Uh, in Sunday's uh, episode 18, Nate hosted Devin Davidson of Fantasy Hockey Hacks at Left Wing Lock. So back to the drawing board. Eh? Um, hump Day Hosers. Hump Day Hooligans. I don't know. We got to scratch it. It's, yeah, it's we'll, not we'll, ours. We'll workshop that. Uh, I, I feel bad. I, I, I'm relatively new to the fantasy hockey podcast space. I've only really started listening to, to them this year. And, uh, uh, I did not know that fantasy hockey hacks was a thing. So I apologize, Devin, uh, and, and all the boys there. Um, but, uh, uh, we'll be, we'll be workshopping the name again for sure. Yeah. We're definitely fans already. So. Oh, we'll hundred percent. Yeah. We'll it be seems listening. like a really great guy and, uh, I'll be a listener for sure. So. <laughs> Um, uh, but, uh, if you haven't already, uh, we'd love it if you gave us a nice review on Spotify or Apple podcasts or both, uh, it's great to hear your feedback and it helps the pod reach more people that may be interested. Uh, and we're also on YouTube. We're streaming live right now. Uh, and there'll, there'll be a video archived on the YouTube channel, uh, that you can watch at any time. Um, also if you want to support apples and genos, uh, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash apples genos. Uh, each monthly tier includes exclusive perks, including extra waiver wire articles, monthly fantasy team assessments from Nate himself, and stat card requests from TJ Stats. Good stuff. It is good stuff. Now, John, let's move over to Must Make Moves. Um, so with Must Make Moves, we uh, isolate four players um, that we're either going to trade for, trade away, add, or drop. 
Um, John, who are you trading for this week? So I want to take a closer look at um, Devon Tapes. Um, obviously, this is a, a premier player this year, but um, I really want to highlight why you should uh, really be going after this player. So highest time on ice on arguably the best team in the league at an unreal 26 plus minutes a night, um, hitting 31 minutes against Boston recently, 2.3 points per 60 one in one third of his games being multi-point efforts. He's not a liability in any category and he's a virtual lock to get 80 points this year with career highs in shots per game, power play points per game and hits, if you can pry him away from your current manager, you're getting a potential award winner. Um, This is the time of year where championship playoff rosters are made, and he is a blue-chip blue liner. I have been just peppering the, the guy in my league who has him, and he's not budging, and I'm just slowly increasing the offer, and hopefully I'm gonna wear him down because I've got to get another player on Colorado. I've got Landis Gog, and I'm I'm really happy with it. But if I can get a defenseman that's putting up 80 points on any team, I'm really excited. But on Colorado, I feel like I'm a real championship contender when I do that. So, yeah, Devon Taves is is unreal, man. He's he's having a career year. Um, I I don't hear a lot of talk about him in the Norse conversation. I think that's primarily because Kale McCarr is, is kind of the runaway favorite right now. Um, and they're on the same team. Uh, it's just crazy. The embarrassment of riches that the Colorado avalanche have. Um, and, and not to mention that there are a lot of other, uh, ridiculous seasons for defensemen right now. Like Victor Hedman's having a great year. Um, as per usual, uh, Roman Yossi also has looked very, very good, at least offensively. Um, so, uh, Devin, uh, Devin Tays, kind of gets overshadowed um but yeah uh, i'm with you definitely try to trade for him i i don't know that uh like you said a lot of guys will be budging on him but uh i'm trying i'm yeah. trying it's it, it's there's so much opportunity there that i'm i'm really 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 trying to pry him away from the owner so yeah 100 percent. no i i'm with you there for sure um who are you, who are you trading away right now so uh, this is one of the pieces that I'm trying to trying to flip for Taves, but uh, I see an opportunity to get premium value in return for Carter Verhage. Uh, he's a well-known brand name player on a powerhouse team. He's getting a fair amount of multi-point nights that that are exciting when somebody's reviewing um, recent game logs and trying to to evaluate that trade offer. Um, he shoots a ton. He's dual eligible. What he's not doing is getting power play points. He's got three on the season total with zero of them being goals, which is mind-blowing on the Panthers. Uh, He's not getting the consistent time on ice, getting less than 16 minutes in half of his last 16 games. Given the load of the talent on the Panthers, I don't see that changing for the better for him. I feel like he and Duclair are kind of meeting in the middle in in upslope and downslope. Um, now is the time to take his value and turn it into a higher relative value in a position of need. If I can take his forward production and flip it for a similarly stat line defenseman, I'm pulling the trigger. Um, I'm gunning for Dougie with my Verhage because I don't, I don't know that I'm going to be able to get, uh, Taves away from, from this guy, but, um, I'm really trying to take his value at, um, basically a bench level player for me at a forward and turn it into a, a starting defenseman. So 
he's a great player, and, and I think there's certainly a possibility for him to have a much better second half when he's had a pretty good first half. But I don't, I'm, I don't know that it's a lock, and I think that uh, the value right now before anything changes on that team is, is, is prime for getting a great value back for him. Yeah, Verhage's been great. Um, he, uh, I, I, uh, he actually appeared on waivers in one of my leagues. Uh, it was actually a cats league, and I did not pick him up. I, I considered it. My my gut reaction right away was like, "What's he What's he doing on the waiver wire?" Um, but uh, I, he doesn't really do a lot peripherally. So definitely, uh, in points leagues, he's a guy. He's a guy that has value. Uh, the Florida Panthers are just such an offensive juggernaut right now. Um, they're, I, I, I tweeted this uh, recently, but they're uh, the best Corsi team in the league, and they also have the that. highest PDO. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, that's just an insane combination. But they, uh, so they are probably going to regress a little bit, um, but uh, they're also incredibly good. So, um, yeah, he's playing in the top six, definitely reaping the benefits of playing with uh, with the big guys like Huberto and and uh, and Barkov. But uh, and I mean, he's been a consistent point getter the last two years. Um, it's kind kind of came out of nowhere last year. He actually was. Um, this is a fun fact. He was a Leaf draft pick. I remember uh, that. He was traded to the Islanders. Uh, it basically just a contract dump. Um, the the Leafs needed more contracts, uh, contract spots, um, for a little more flexibility when they were trying to tank for Austin Matthews. And they traded him along with four other guys for Michael Grabner. <laughs> just unbelievable. And I mean, you're you're. Uh, that's going to happen. You're going to miss on those deals every now and again. I, I don't think those four other guys ever did anything. Um, I don't remember any other names. So that's, uh, that's saying something there. That's, but, that's a good sign that they weren't good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I'm with you on Verhage. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on trying to get value for him. I don't know that you're going to get Dougie. That's, that's maybe, maybe wishful thinking, but well. <laughs> Another another pushback on his injury um, on you know what is pretty much a 500 level team. I yeah. think it's I think it's possible. I'm I'm shooting for a few defensemen. Um, obviously, I'm shooting for the stars with some some other players and some picks um, with Taves. But um, I'm I'm trying to settle for Hamilton in my mind, and and there's some other guys I'm I'm looking for too. But you know, like you said, with you seeing his name on the waiver wire, immediately your gut says. This is not a waiver wire player. There's a lot of value here, mm-hmm. but when you when you really start to dig into it, it's it's really more brand name than it is um, actual night to night value. So, um, who are you looking at uh, to add? I'm I'm gonna add. So I told myself at the start of the year I wasn't gonna touch any Coyotes outside of maybe Jacob Chikrin, uh, but Clayton Keller's forcing my hand right now. Uh, he's only 47% rostered in Yahoo leagues, and he's on pace to smash his career best in goals and points. Um, he has 38 points in 46 games on the year in Arizona. That's crazy. That's like hovering, like getting to, getting close to a point per game in Arizona. That's unbelievable. And they're barely uh, scoring a point per night. The, the, exactly. Yeah. He's in on almost everything. Um, he, 
he already has more points than he did in 56 games last year um, in 10 less games played. He's on pace for 31 goals and 74 points uh, over an 82-game stretch. He's also on pace for 231 shots, which is also a career high. Uh, and that's just under three shots per game. So that's that's pretty incredible, especially, like you said, on a team that generates almost no offense. They're second last in the league in Corsi, um, ahead of only the New York Rangers. Uh, and he's uh, he's playing almost 20 minutes a game, and that's and is clearly highly relied upon um, to, to generate offense. Um, and that's, I mean... He's he's the only one there. <laughs> it's he's up he's up I think three minutes per game on last year, like something ridiculous like that. Um, but I'm incredibly impressed by what Keller is doing this year. Um, he was on a six game point streak that was snapped last night, but he had eight points during that span. Um, but how often can, can you pick up a seventy point player for nothing? Um, so he's a stream and hold for me. I think he should be for you too. Don't let the fact that he's on Arizona Arizona deter you. Um, Keller's a great player. I have absolutely let the fact that he is on Arizona deter me. Um, he's a key player for them. It's nothing to scoff at. Uh, he is basically their entire team right now. Uh, I don't have anything negative to say about him that doesn't revolve around Arizona as a metaphorical loaded diaper. Um, <laughs> I'm definitely highlighting him for drafts next year should the team around him change or should his situation change. Uh, I worry that he's not giving you anything but offense because his peripherals and extracurriculars are all subpar, plus minus, game-winning goals, hits, face-off wins, blocks. If you're in, in a categories league that, that does the, the extra stuff, He's leaving you high and dry most nights, but I don't think that's necessarily a reason to ignore him, especially if you're in a points-only league. Um, who are you dropping? I'm uh, well. I mean, I'm not necessarily. This isn't a surefire drop. This is this is a bit of a controversial one, but something I wanted to talk about. Um, this picks partially partially personal bias uh, paired with my surprise at how uh, how much this guy's rostered. Um, I've streamed Sam Girard multiple times this year, and he's done almost nothing for me every single time. He reaps the benefits of playing on arguably the most offensively gifted team in the NHL, as we mentioned before with Devon Taves. Uh, he's an assist machine, getting uh, getting one about every other game, um, but, but doesn't really do much else other than that. He might get you a block or two here and there. Um, but ultimately, he's a stream-level player, in my opinion, and I'd only be picking him up if your team is deficient in assists, really. Um, I'm honestly not sure why he's 68% rostered in Yahoo Leagues, because in my opinion, if you're trying to, to decide who to drop uh, when an enticing player shows up on your waiver wire, or if you're trying to maximize games played, uh, I think he's a prime candidate to be dropped. Uh, I wouldn't let the roster percentage de uh, deter you from dropping him um, even though it, it is weird, I, I I think it's really just the roster ship that's that's confusing me here and and why I wanted to bring him up here. Uh, but have you streamed Gerard this year, Bank? I have, um, and like you, it wasn't successful. Um, I have uh, an incredibly strong point team, um, so it didn't really um, impact my team at all, and he wasn't largely successful when I did it. I've streamed Gerard. I've streamed Eric Johnson, and yeah. I've held I've held Byram on my IR 
all year long. He's a draft pick for me in a keeper league. Um, I want pieces of Colorado, and I want pieces of Colorado's defense. I don't think there's anything wrong with Gerard's game. Um, the opportunity is so high in Colorado that it's hard for me to co-sign on, on a drop here. He's getting PP one time, and it doesn't seem like Byram is coming back for his spot anytime soon. Uh, he's getting 20-plus minutes of, of time on ice. He's probably not as valuable in a cat league. Uh, but if I'm in a points league, I'm, I'm going to keep riding it, and I'm, I'm definitely looking at him if, if I'm looking for um, a streamer possibility. Yeah, it is weird. Like, he does play a ton. His time on ice is super high, but he's just a weird fantasy player, man. He really just gets assists. That's it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, in a Cats League, uh, you mentioned Eric Johnson. I've, I've streamed him um, a, a few times as well, and he's done a lot more for me in the Cats League for sure. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, – I yeah, Gerard's confusing to me. Um, so let's pivot here. Uh, we're gonna go to stream safe sucks. We're gonna we're gonna do this a little bit differently this time. So we're gonna look at some goalies and potentially some zero G option goalies here. Um, we're trying to be a little more on brand as far as the apples and Geno's um, brand goes, um, and uh, we're gonna talk about some zero G options and and who we prefer over the other. Um, so, uh, what uh, what level of roster ship are we going at today, Bink? 40 for my guy, buddy. Announcing the retirement after the failed comeback. Um, took a rask as number 40. I'm wearing my Bruins. Bruins head. Love some bees. We got to go with rask. Let's go with 40%. I thought you were wearing that jersey uh, to celebrate an impending suspension for Brad Marchand. <laughs> what a tool bag that guy is, dude. I mean, I saw the slash. Like, It's not crazy that there was some retribution, and it's not crazy that it was, it was rat face because, you know, that's that's his mo. He doesn't put up with any BS. Um, but that, that was excessive, man. That was super it was. excessive. It he was. Just came, he, he came out looking like a baby. Honestly, I'll tell you this, man. No matter what a goalie does, you don't fight another goalie unless you're a goalie. That's just yeah. Goal, goalies I'm, are sacred. You don't mess with goalies. I'm with you. Unless you're unless you're Aaron Dell, you can beat the shit out of Aaron Dell. I don't care. Well, he's on the street now, so he's not so much. That's a true, yeah. So. <laughs> uh, okay, so at forty percent, um, we're looking at Holt, uh, Breeden Holpe, Jeremy Swayman, and Matt Murray. So what what are you thinking? Well, um, I'm a little bit higher on on Murray than other people right now. I think he actually has the talent to to prop them up on good nights against bad teams. Um, Swayman, of course, has the opportunity now. Um, he's, he's in a 50, 50 split. I don't think there's any reason that, that either one of them gets a bulk of, of the shares. The team is playing well. They're both healthy. They play about the same. I don't think there's any reason to, to lean one way or the other in, in that, um, in that goalie tandem. On the other hand, um, Braden Holtby is, is pretty clearly the, the one a at this point in Dallas. Um, I don't think that's true long-term. I don't think anybody else thinks that obviously Otter is, is, is the guy for them in the next few years. Um, but at this moment, Holtby is, he's the one that, that has the confidence and, and I think he has the team's confidence as well. So in my ranking, I'm going stream Murray cause I feel like there's some real opportunity there. Um, I'm going to say save Swayman. Um, 
and hope he sucks. Uh, and as a Stars fan who's who's assuming he's getting scored on right now, um, that's probably about right for me. You? Oh man, uh, it's tough. I I think for me for me it's about team situation. Uh, Jeremy Swayman is an obvious save for me now that Rask is retired because um, he's he's gonna get he's gonna get a uh, I I think. They're gonna probably go 50-50 with Swayman and Allmark, although Allmark has been has been very good, um, especially the last month or two. Um, so so maybe 60-40 Allmark Swayman, but uh, um, he's definitely gonna get a significant amount of starts. And, and Boston's a decent team, so so they'll uh, they'll be getting you some wins. Um, Braden Holpe, I like Dallas's situation better than Ottawa's. Um, man. But it does seem like they're. You said you said you think Holby's a one A in Dallas. Well, I don't know that either one of them are really a one in my heart. Um, but if you've ever met a Stars fan, you know, unless they're on a ten game heater, we pretty much tend to be um, pretty subdued about their chances. Sure. Um, even even you know we're not going home in the playoffs. So um, at this moment, my my emotions behind it. Are that that Holpe is is the the one that has the confidence of of the team. Um, I think the organization likes Otter. I think yeah. that Bones likes Otter. I think the players like Otter. Uh, but when you're a goalie, you got to have you know the quarterback mentality, the AKA ETC, right? So the confidence and the ability to stay strong in a in a poor beginning to a game or or a poor streak is is definitely in Holpe's favor um and the track record is in Holpe's favor I like Otter I personally prefer Otter but I don't know that Otter knows that yet yeah yeah I I prefer I definitely prefer Otter as well I'm not really a big Holpe guy um but yeah just based on team situation I think I'm going uh I'm I'm gonna be streaming Holpe and Matt Murray sucks, and but Matt Murray doesn't suck as much as he did maybe a month ago. <laughs> Ottawa is playing better. Uh, it's crazy that they're still winning games. They beat Carolina last night without Batherson, without Josh Norris. Um, they almost gave it away, though. And we're, we're they almost ta- gave it away. They did, yeah. Um, we're gonna talk about them uh, in the mailbag a little bit, um, but uh, yeah, he's still he's still my sucks guy for sure. Okay. I see uh, that. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying Matt Murray sucks. Yeah, no. So. I, I don't think that's a controversial opinion. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we're going to go to eye test corner. Eye test corner is a little different this week. Um, so obviously since last Wednesday, there hasn't been a ton of hockey. Uh, so neither of us have really seen too much. Um, but um, I think – Something to consider uh, in the coming weeks uh, are the Olympics. Um, there's a lot of guys there um, that are playing essentially for NHL contracts. Um, guys like Josh Hosang, uh, he has uh, an uh, right now he he has an AHL contract with the Toronto Marlies. He's had a fantastic year. He's playing for Team Canada. Um, there have been rumors out there that he's been offered NHL contracts uh, and he turned them down because he wanted to play at the Olympics. So he's going to be an interesting guy to 
watch and and essentially see how he does. I, I mean, you don't necessarily have to watch every single game, but um, keep an eye on how he's doing because um, I think he's he might be a bit of a hot commodity there. Um, there's also, because the NHL players aren't there, there's a lot of college guys. There's a lot of um, prospe- prospects, guys that have, that have been drafted that uh, um, are uh, – are, are, I, I mean, th- that are getting showcased and are playing on on, on the big stage right now. So um, it's going to be interesting to see guys like on the U.S., Matthew Nyes. There's a Brutzies. I don't really know how to say his name, but he's a Leaf draft pick. Um, there, there's a number of guys. Owen Power for Buffalo. Um, so guys that I think you should look out for in terms of um, who to maybe pick up for Dynasty Leagues. Um, I think though some of those guys are 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 premium. We're we're high draft picks, so they're probably they're probably already rostered right now or or stashed in the minors. But um, yeah, is it, I think um, despite the NHL players not being at the Olympics, it, it might be it might be a good thing to watch in terms of uh, especially for dynasty leagues uh, in terms of players that 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 you could target, um, especially since we weren't able to watch the World Juniors this year. We're I uh, I am a big fan of watching lower level hockey, uh, whether it be locally or whether it, you know catching essentially what is AAA leagues or or even watching uh, juniors. Um, I caught um, junior championships in Frisco last year. the The disparity in talent in those games is is really exciting. Um, you're you're able to easily recognize top level talent, and they get to really put on a show against players that are their peers, but but maybe don't have a chance to be a top six player at the next level. So I also am really excited to see that. Uh, plus, I'm an American and my dad's Canadian, so it's an opportunity to to talk some to mess to my dad. So uh, <laughs> I'm really looking forward to it. Um, and, um, uh, on top of that, some of the best sweaters on the planet are, are national sweaters. So it's, uh, it's, it's always interesting for me. Yeah. They're controversial this year. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I don't know how I feel about Canada's jerseys. There's a lot of black. Yeah. Uh, not, not that, I mean, I like black, but it just feels not super Canadian. I don't, I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's just like, I have, uh, I actually have, Ooh, that was a good the, one. This is the 2002 yeah, uh, that was a good Olympic one. sweater. This is actually a Brendan Shanahan. Number Ooh. 14 right there. Sexy. Repping my, repping my president. Um, but, <laughs> Shanny. Uh, I, I, yeah, I definitely, like, I, I definitely like these ones better. Um, I, I'm not sure how I feel about, about those ones. The, the American ones are kind of weird, too. To the States honest, ones, are they're never good, dude. It doesn't yeah. matter what sport it is. It can be soccer. It can be baseball. It can be hockey basketball especially where it's just like usa on blue yeah they're never good which is surprising because we have you know stars stripes and and three prominent colors and every time i end up looking at like russia or croatia and i just go why didn't we do that why didn't we just do that thing and put some stars on it so it's it's a wash i don't even i don't even pretend that they're even close to being as good as canada's or sweden or or switzerland or anyone it's it's always bad for the states <laughs> yeah you think they would have figured something out by now um all right man you want to you want to go to the mailbag let's do it let's all hit right. the bag sounds good 
Um, so we got a question here. Um, it's from some guy named Nate. Uh, should you be focused on streaming bangs or points in categories leagues? What do you, what do you think? So um, I think that depends on how your team kind of shakes out after the first four weeks of the year. Um, obviously, when you go into your draft, you probably have a certain slant um, based on on your categories itself um, and kind of where you are in the draft order. Um, you know, you might you might end up with Brady and you might not. You know, you might end up with somebody that's only scoring points for you. So I think after the first month, you kind of decide which one is the strength of your team. And and then as best you can via the wire and trades, slant further towards that and then try and stream that option week to week. Um, personally, I'm a points guy. You can always pick up someone from the wire that bangs. You can always pick up somebody... Um, in a bangers cats league that picks up penalty minutes that picks up blocks but it's really really hard to pick up a player that consistently gets points Um, those players are rostered they end up being guys like Verhage, where they sit on somebody's bench and maybe don't play on a full slate but uh, but bangs you can always find opportunity so for me if i'm streaming a, a category it's it's absolutely a bangers you yeah, I couldn't agree with you more, honestly. Um, I I think it, it it's all it's different in different situations. It's not a universal thing. Um, it definitely depends on your team. Um, I think week to week too. Um, if you've got injuries to certain players that bring you certain certain things, uh, you may want to target um, target guys that can maybe fill the void there. Um, but yeah, I I'm with you on. Uh, in the draft, going after points as opposed to, um, as opposed to as opposed to bangers, um, because it's pretty easy to stream for the most part. Um, obviously, there's unicorns there. Or, I don't know. I I, I guess I, I usually go after guys that do a little bit of everything. But that I mean, there's not many of those guys out there. So um, yeah, I mean you're you're pretty lucky to get two of two of those guys. If you get three of them, you're you're probably walking away with a categories head to head league. So. Totally, but even even week to week, um, look at your matchups too. Look at what um, the other teams excel at. Um, look at their rosters. Um, that's maybe a little bit in, a little bit in depth and a little bit intense, but uh, you can definitely you can definitely look at that and and see if. Um, you feel like you're deficient uh, compared to your opponent that week, um, and then try and try and target players that'll that'll help help uh, uh, fill the gap there. That's a that's a large majority of of the um, teams in my league. We got we got team names like Five Old Donnybrook. You know, like <laughs> ev- every single manager in my leagues is is knowingly going after the bangers but that's why i like playing in those leagues there's there's a million different ways to win so totally yeah so uh question number two from the bag uh from fantoma thank you again fantoma for for chiming in and for listening um they want to know thoughts on marty st louis as the habs coach uh i mean it's a outside of the box i i suppose it, it i i mean it can't really hurt they're they're so far out of it right now um, I think just get it. I mean, Dominic Ducharme 
was a horrifying coach. Like, just just a terrible, terrible coach right from the beginning. Um, even when they were even they, when they were doing well, he made some decisions here and there where I'm like, what are what are you doing? Some lineup decisions, um, yeah. healthy scratching Kakaniemi in the playoffs. Um, <laughs> just like I don't know, like like for Eric Stahl, who is really not doing a whole lot at that point. Um, yeah, I. I, I didn't like Ducharme at all. So I think I, I just a change in the vibe uh, on the bench. I mean, they really need a shake up there. Um, they they are just god awful. So I mean, Marty Saint Louis he speaks French. That's uh, that's usually a big. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's uh, he's he's a Laval guy. So um, yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. He's a Quebec dude. He's a he's a household name in in hockey houses. Um, I I feel good about what it means for uh, for the Habs. I don't really love it for him. Like I feel like he could have, you know. I feel like there's a better opportunity for him success wise. Mm-hmm. I don't know about him personally having a better time somewhere else, but success wise. You know, he was largely a successful player in his playing career. And it's it's got a sting to go from being a winner to coaching the Habs right now. So I like what it means for, for Habs players. And, uh, and I think it's a, it's, I mean, obviously it was an easy step up from Ducharme. But um, I mean, not- I feel bad for him. When I tweeted about it, I'm like, I don't, this is not going to go well for you, Marty. Like. Yeah, not not to mention like he he doesn't have a ton of coaching experience. Does he? Does he? Like it, it just seems kind of weird. That's to go... that's been the chatter about it. Yeah, I think um, I didn't like he, I didn't I do any he, research into it, but um, I but I, I want to say I think that he was that a, he got like AAA level coaching, but maybe you know. yeah maybe I I think it, there there may have been that in there. I think he had uh, a fringe front office position in that I think maybe right. in Columbus. Um, so I, it, it does seem kind of weird to just throw him into the head coaching position instead of like giving him, a, a, him an assistant like job or yeah, or, yeah, like, like something to kind of, I mean, there's, there's a reason that, that, um, that Gretzky wasn't a great head coach, you know, there's a yeah. reason that Iserman is a front office dude, that Shanahan is a front office dude. It it yeah. doesn't always translate, so yeah. So I don't might, know. I, I mean, don't know what to expect. It might work, but the jury's out. Like that. That's the bottom line. Is is uh, it, it could be totally fine. Um, it's a feel good story. I, I, I hope so. I, I love. I I'm a big fan of Marty St. Louis. Um, so I hope he does well. But uh, yeah, I I don't think there's there's near enough information to make a to to, to make a prediction on how this is gonna go. Uh, I mean, other than other than. Just it's a it's a feel good so story for Montreal, and I think that's yeah the only they, thing they I could mean, possibly do at this point. So. And that is so necessary there right now. Um, they need a feel I, good story. I think maybe it it um, bodes well for for Toffoli. Um, just yeah, maybe having um, an offensively minded player coaching him, um, but maybe you know, I mean Cole Caulfield as well. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, like maybe he needs he needs a he needs a maybe they know boost. something we don't yeah yeah he's a little little guy as yeah well. right 
Yeah. So I I don't know. I I, I don't know. Ultimately, like I don't I don't really have an informed opinion on this, but I I I hope that he does well. I don't. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, truly. <laughs> Yeah, truly, I don't either because I'm a Leafs fan. But uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I like St. Louis. And I've always hated the Habs, so I like the story. Well, yeah, well, you're, I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm with you on that for sure. Uh, what, what do we got next here? Okay, so Abs fan fifty four is back in our mailbag. I'm loving it. Um, they say, who's worth taking a flyer on in Ottawa? Uh, we briefly touched on this in, in a recent episode in, in the eye test corner. Um, Ennis is just on fire inexplicably. Um, Formanton was, was doing well before that. Um, like we mentioned with Murray, they're, they're still capable of winning games right now. Um, for me, the list is, is pretty short, uh, and it starts with Stutzla. Mm-hmm. I think the word is pretty well out, though. In in any hockey podcast you're listening right now, where they're they're touching their own mailbag, it's a common question, and and he's the almost ubiquitous answer, uh, followed by their commentary on how, why, and how long things are going to go for for Ennis. If it's me, I'm streaming Ennis because I don't think Stutzla is going to be available for me, and I'm. I'm okay with that. It's the there's not really a rhyme or reason to me why he's successful at this point in his career. But um, like I was talking about in the night test corner, he um, and Gaudet look really good on the ice. They're doing some some wild stuff. So um, I like it, and I'm I'm happy to see it as a as a closet Sens fan that that wants to see them just be a successful team, but. I'm looking. I'm looking at other places. If there's anybody, I'm I'm trying to find a good night for for Ennis and and leaving it at that. Yeah. I, well, I think right now, uh, the reason why everyone's so interested is because Ottawa's playing so many games. Um, <clears throat> like they have five games this week, I think. Yeah. So yeah, monster um, schedule. And, yeah. Uh, I think four of them on off nights. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Tyler Ennis, uh, Tyler Ennis was interesting, but he's actually been moved down to the third line, and and really the last couple of games didn't really do a heck of a lot. So, whereas Alex Formanton, who I was Back kind of, of, I was kind of shit talking a little bit. Okay. Uh, well, not shit talking, but just trying to trying to temper the expectations on this guy. Um, he's looked really good, and last night specifically looked fantastic. Um, he. Uh, and he's playing on the second line. He's playing now on power play one. Um, and he plays on the PK. He gets shorthanded points here and there, too. So if you have that as a cat. Um, so I think Formington is worth a look. Um, I think he's you, probably the better option, then. You uh, Yes. Yeah, so I actually swapped them. So I streamed Ennis at a points league for this week. Um, didn't do anything for me in the back-to-back and uh, so I swapped him for Formington. So we'll see how that goes. It, it, I mean, Ennis might score a hat trick next game. Who the, who the hell knows? Only uh, makes that's, sense. That's None of it how makes it sense for, for Ennis. So that that would that would be the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, that um, you mentioned Gaudet. He's actually playing on the first line with Stutzla, and he Chuck. looks really so, good. I mean, so I maybe Gaudet. Seriously, was like, who is that? When I was watching these Sens games, and mm-hmm. each time it was Gaudet. So yeah. But, like but you it. mentioned, you know, like like you mentioned, it's slim pickings. It's it's a, it's a shame that uh, Norris and and Batherson are hurt right now because they're playing so many games. Um, 
but uh, I'm not. I mean, they've played really well the last couple of games. They beat like like I mentioned, they beat Carolina. So that's that's uh, that's pretty impressive for a team that uh, is already quite poor uh, and and are missing your. Yeah, your, right. Your they two, lost their two, two best, best players, players, and they seem to be playing better for it. So yeah, what are you so, gonna do? So there's some something there, but uh, yeah, again, uh, slim pickings. Okay. Uh, I'm really, really excited to touch on this last mailbag question uh, from the Mark Skinner. Uh, they want to know, thoughts on Mike Smith, rest of season? And I'm not sure if they're joking or not, but we're going to talk about it anyway. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> what to think about Mike Smith, man. I, 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 uh, I streamed him last night. Didn't work out for me. Um, I thought Edmonton was playing better as a team. Uh, they shit the bed. Um, and, yeah. uh, oh, Smith's, Smith's a weird player. Uh, that goaltending situation in Edmonton, it's probably the worst situation out of anyone in the league right now. Uh, I, in terms I of can't think of a worse one off the top of my head, and there's some bad yeah, ones. There's some pretty bad ones, but Edmonton is, is really bad. Um, I mean, Smith is going to get starts, so that's that's something. I mean, as long as he doesn't get hurt again, he's barely been able to play this year. What is he? Thirty-seven. He's. I think he's forty. Is he really? Yeah, uh, I I'll look this up. But uh, what do you what do you think about Smith? Um, I think that I don't invest stock in goalies that are in their late thirties that don't have a prime situation. Um, yeah. I don't, he, by the way, he's turning 40 in March next month. Okay. So I was yeah. giving him way too much credit. Yeah. Uh, no, like boyish he, good looks. He should be done. Like so, in all seriousness. Uh, I, I, I breezed over, uh, his game log, which is short this season. Mm-hmm. Um, he hasn't had a, a save percentage over 90 since like his second start of the year. There's not any good indicators there. Like you said, he's going to get starts, but I don't I don't subscribe to the idea that a starting goalie is a good goalie just cuz they're starting. Um I'm I'm watching matchups, I'm watching hot streaks, I'm watching the defenseman in front of them if if I'm looking to to invest in a goalie short term. Um and like I said, I don't I don't want an old goalie. You have to be literally limber at the position and it just doesn't happen when you have you know played that many games in in your career since you were you know knee high so I don't like it I'm not looking at it I I think it's so bad in fact that I actually thought the millback question was a joke so yeah and he plays that old stand-up style like like kind of reminds me of like Tim Thomas and and those guys were like I they they I might be better off with Tim doing. Thomas right now. Maybe I yeah, maybe uh, I don't know. He's probably like forty five at this point, but uh, there, yeah, it plays that weird stand up style where, uh, like last year, he was super hot, and he's also really big. So he's he's very big in the net. He's a really tall guy. Uh, hard to. I feel like he has a terrible year every other year. Okay. And, and has for a while. Last year was a surprise for me that he he did so well. Um, 
but uh man i think he he might be done i i don't think he knows that he's done yet but i think he is um, it takes it, goalies a minute it takes of, him a minute yeah to know. and and you're seeing it this year where like there's guys you had ben bishop and tuka rask where they yeah. are were trying so hard working so hard for a comeback they give it a go and they just they get out there on the ice and they, they can't do they it. just they realize they can't do it they can't keep up anymore so yeah and and smith has been has been a guy that's had tons of injuries over the years too so um i think in terms of goaltenders um in edmonton um in streaming options i i think i'm highest on stuart skinner to be honest um so Yikes. yeah i and it's a bad situation i think they're they're going to have to acquire a goalie before the trade deadline, they I, have you know, to be. That has to be their top priority. But I do not trust Ken Holland to do the right thing. I think he's a terrible GM. I yeah. Like, I I think he is just the worst. He's the. Anyways, I, I I could go on and on about Ken Holland and how he essentially. I I feel like he essentially inherited the Detroit Red Wings, and that's how he got all the clout that uh, that he has, and he almost single-handedly destroy that franchise and put them in the situation that they're in right now. <laughs> but uh um yeah, they're going to they're going to have to get a goalie. I think whoever they end up replacing Mike Smith with at the deadline is a great person to look at. I I'm not looking 100%. at Mike Smith. I'm 100%. Not at Mike Smith. Yep. That's that's your best Edmonton option is uh, whoever's coming in, <laughs> somebody else. <laughs> Surely they're buyers, right? I mean, they have to be with the talent level. So yeah, they would have to be. Okay, so all right. Previously known as Hockey Hackers, uh, that's it, and that's all for us tonight. Join Josh, myself, and hundreds and hundreds of others in the Discord, and uh, and help us find a new name for the show. Um, you can also find us at Twitter. I'm at Binklemania. Josh is at JustJoshin41. And Nate is at AppleSGenos. And now, at TJ Stats for valuable stat information. Just phenomenally displayed and easily digestible. I can't recommend it enough. And follow the TikTok, too. Kenny's got some good shit on the TikTok. Oh, I'm sorry, Kenny. I've been leaving you out, dude. i got to put that in the notes. All right, Jay. Say goodnight. Goodnight. Goodnight, world.